I believe I'm just going to take five minutes, ten minutes to conclude uh, Royal Priest. There's something that I know is, is a word that God wants us to hear. Uh, and, and it's been burning in my heart through this week. And, and that isn't just the reason why I want to share it. It's because I really believe that there are um, hearts that are open to hear this word this morning. And, and I believe it's important that we're faithful to do that. I won't, I won't do a full message this morning. If you've got your prayer notes with you, um, it's really taken from the first point. point the, the notes which are, I'm going to encourage you to take away and to read, most of it is just God's word. And you can let the Holy Spirit teach you from the headline. Um, we'll run through the, the blanks on here. They're also on the website as well. We're concluding this message, this series by looking at Christ as our uh, great high priest. And this, the book of Hebrews is a wonderful book to study if you want to find out and discover something of the, the role of Jesus Christ as our great high priest. And there's just one thing that I feel the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us this morning. One thing that that is ours because of Christ being that high priest. And it's the first point on our notes, and it is this, that Christ being our great high priest gains us access to God's throne of grace. I'm going to read these verses to you out of Hebrews chapter 4. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore, because of these things, let us come boldly, to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Two or three points that I just want to briefly bring to our hearts this morning. The first area that I want us to focus on is this, where God's word says that Christ is our high priest, is not one who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. It's a part of God's word that certainly I many, many times have heard quoted. And it's usually in the context of when a person is experiencing something of weakness in their life. Either they feel they, they are aware of their own shortcomings, their own inadequacies, their own weaknesses... And perhaps even at those times feeling guilty or shameful or even condemned because of those weaknesses. Up pops this verse often and we're reminded that Jesus Christ is our great high priest. He sympathizes with us in our weaknesses. And I believe that we've come to interpret those words in such a way that we are missing We are missing the power of God's word. What God is not wanting us to to hear 
is that when we're experiencing weakness in our life, when we're experiencing failure, when we have missed God's best, when we feel that we have failed him, that simply Jesus comes along, taps us on the shoulder, puts his arm around us and says, it's, it's okay. I know how you feel. I understand your weaknesses. And just consoles us. That is not the ministry of Jesus Christ as our great high priest. That was not the ministry of the Old Testament priests. When people came to them having sinned, the priests didn't walk up to them and say, you know what, we're just the same as you. And we understand how you feel. We understand how weak you can be at times. And listen, it's okay. Let's console one another. Let's comfort one another. Let's make each other feel a bit better. That's not what the priest did. The priest took the sacrifice for sin that those people brought and they sacrificed that animal before the Lord. And the Lord accepted that sacrifice as as atonement or forgiveness for that sin. Why would he do that? Why would God not just come and say, listen, I understand how you feel. I know that it's tough. And I know that the devil is mean. And I know that you're weak as your flesh is weak. And then they just console us and comfort us in that. My friends, because that is not the heart of God. God is not about consoling us in our weakness and our sin. He's not about comforting us, making us feel better. I'm not hearing many amens this morning. You see, we, 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 we can get so easily trapped in this. So easily trapped. Where we think there's a place that we can come where God understands us and it's okay. And it is okay. And it is important that we talk to God about our weaknesses. But what God will not do is simply sit down beside us, put his arm around us and say, let's go through this together. Let's, let me comfort you. Let me help you, you your feelings. What God wants to do is to set us free from that sin. That is the work of Jesus Christ, our great high priest. The Bible goes on to say this. We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Listen, in all points he was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Listen, let us... Therefore, two statements are connected. Because of this, let's come boldly, where? To the throne of grace. What for? To obtain mercy. My friends, when you've messed up, you don't want someone to come around yours, put their arm around you and say, it's all okay. Jesus understands. He was tempted in the same way as we were. He didn't sin. That's the only difference. You don't want that. You, you want to run a holy mile from that. Because it's, it's leading you into a place where Christ is not. God 
through Jesus Christ wants to lead us to the throne of grace because we need mercy. We need that mercy that forgives us. We need to come to that throne of grace because we're in a time of need. And that, my friend, is the only place where we can find help. And that help is not just someone consoling us. That help is the power of God himself liberating and setting us free from that which has ensnared us. That's the help we need. That's the help that God has made available to us through Jesus Christ, our great high priest. He became not only our high priest, but our perfect sacrifice. His sacrifice was sufficient. It paid the price of all our sin. Our redemption is an eternal redemption. That doesn't just mean we're saved forever. It means our salvation is perfect and complete It means that the work that Christ has done at Calvary is so great that it has the ability to reach into our past, our present, and our future and liberate us from the power of sin. Not just make us feel better because we've messed up or because we can't seem to break free. That's not our great high priest's role. Can you imagine? Don't even try. But, but what, 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 where would that lead us to? It would lead us to a place where we begin to believe that the things that we experience that are of sin, that are not of God, that God condones them, that God says it's okay, I understand. You're going to be stuck in these places until you come to heaven and then you'll be free. But my friends, the moment we gave our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ, God gave us eternal life. That we may have our eyes opened to see the freedom that is ours through Jesus Christ. That we may live in that freedom by the power, the strength of the Holy Spirit. And that having been set free from the power of sin, we are now able to completely and totally fulfill our God-given life purpose through the power of God's Holy Spirit. Jesus, our great high priest, yes, he sympathizes with our weaknesses, but not in a place where he simply says, that's as good as it gets. I understand. I'm sorry that it's this bad. I wish it could be better for you. My friends, that's not the vocabulary that Jesus uses. He says, come on, let's deal with this. I've already paid for it. I've already satisfied a holy God who's looked at the blood which I've shed and said, that's sufficient. I've already opened the door that God can forgive us completely. I've already made it possibility that you can walk and live and enjoy absolute freedom from the power of sin. Now, come on. I understand. I've I've experienced those human weaknesses. But listen, I've overcome them for you. You don't have to be ensnared by it. 
You don't have to constantly experience these weaknesses. Oh, people might say to us, oh, but we're just flesh and blood. (laughs) But my friends, we are flesh and blood, blood that has been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We are the redeemed. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. These are the things that God has called us. And my friends, we must come to that place where we will believe what God says about us. When Jenny and her siblings were growing up, when they, I know it's hard for you to look at her and think she was ever ever bad. Yeah. But there were times we had to, to discipline. We had to correct. We had to train. The Bible says, train a child in the way that they're to go. And when they grow up, they won't depart from it. So you train your child, parents, in faith, in righteousness. You teach them what God's purpose for their life is. You encourage them in that. You teach them how to pray, to believe and trust and depend and rely upon God. And then when they grow older, not old, but when they grow older, they don't depart from it. Can you imagine what it would be like if, if when Jenny was young, she messed up, she sinned, she disobeyed whatever she did. And I, I, I as her father, kind of come up to her and said, Jenny, it's, it's okay, I understand. I understand your weakness. You're just a human being. And, and the devil is so mean. And, and he will tempt you. And he will trick you. And he will deceive you and lie to you. And and, and I understand. I understand how weak you are. It's okay. Let me give you a hug. Let me make you feel better. What earthly or heavenly good is that? I'm making her feel better about sin, about the work of the evil one. And that is not what our heavenly father does. Yes, he understands. No, he never stops loving us. It is because he loves us that he sent Jesus, that we may walk in absolute freedom from the power of sin. I believe the Holy Spirit is bringing some realignment in our understanding of these things and the work of the Holy Spirit. You say, what do I do if, if, if all of my Christian life I've just been allowing God to comfort me? And, and, and I've never realized that there is this place, there's this real eternal place that God has, has made available for me to walk and live in freedom. What do I do, pastor? You accept it and you believe it right now. You allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to this place, this throne of grace, where you can obtain liberating freedom, help in a time of need. And you let Jesus be your great high priest. My friends, this is also part of our responsibility as we look out into our communities. Not to go out there and condemn people and make them feel guilty. Not to go out there in our workplaces, in our communities, our homes, even our families perhaps, if we've got loved ones that are still unsaved, and condemn them for their sin. But our responsibility is to lead them to Jesus Christ who is the Savior from sin. Not the one who comforts them in their sin and makes them feel that it's okay. The Holy Spirit comes to convict and that's not comfortable. I remember times when I needed 
to discipline Jenny. It wasn't comfortable for her. But we do it because we love and because we don't want our children to live in the deception of sin. And neither does Jesus Christ, our great high priest, desire for us to live in the deception of sin. Sin is not comfortable, my friend. No matter how much we we wrap it up and we try to present it to look something nice and, and a different name that we give to it. Listen, let me help you with this. You can never control sin. It is uncontrollable. And you, you, we may feel that we've capped it. We've put a cap on a certain sin in our life. I will never, I'll do this, but I'll never go that far. You can't say that. You can't say that. Sin is, is uncontrollable by any human. The Bible says you can't even train or tame your tongue. That, that, that member which God has given to us to bless him and to bless other people, and yet... So often, snap, there it goes, and it's being used to curse people. Sin is uncontrollable. It is, and God doesn't intend, he never tells us, he never teaches us, he never encourages us to try and control sin. He doesn't say to us, my children, get sin under control. And yet, so many times that's what we're trying to do. He says, confess it and repent of it and walk away from it as a new creation. And the ministry of Jesus Christ as our great high priest, praise his awesome name, has made that possible, very possible. It is not unreachable. It is not something that is preserved and reserved for an elite few. It isn't. It is something that God has made available through Jesus Christ to every single one of his children through that ministry of Jesus as our great high priest. And it is my prayer, my sincere prayer, that as his children, we grasp hold of these life-giving truths and we believe them and that we see the power of God at work in our hearts and our lives, that we can lead others into freedom as well. If you're lost, you can't rescue anybody. But if you've found the way to freedom and you know the throne of grace, and you know that Jesus Christ is the one that leads you there, you know how to lead other people there. Let this be a, a message of freedom that we embrace and, and the Holy Spirit empowers us to live in for his glory. Amen. Father God, we thank you that your word is clear and it is absolute, it is consistent, it never changes. Father, I thank you that, that you are not one that changes your mind on issues. You are not one who, who says one thing is right one day and then another day something else. But God, your word constantly brings that living truth to us. Holy Spirit, cause our hearts today to hear the truth of God's word, to believe it. Oh God, 
that we may have the gift of faith, the ability to believe it and to receive it and to live in it, that we may reflect the glory of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that we may live in the wonderful benefits of all that he's made available to us as our sacrifice for sin and our great high priest. Holy Spirit, live in us. Living word, burn in us. Truth of God, have your way and lead us into eternal life, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God.